The Viridian Nutrition range of 200 plus award-winning products includes vitamins, minerals, herbs, nutritional oils, specialty supplements, tinctures and balms. All formulated to be helpful, efficacious and pure. By choosing our Viridian Nutrition range, you are one step closer to your goal of 100% wellness. Ethical vitamins with an organic heart. Available at all Browns outlets. Browns and you. There are billions of women passing through similar experiences all around the world and for whatever reason, we often feel like we're alone. It's time to make a point of discussing these topics from a range of viewpoints. These conversations surpass age, race, location. They are relevant to women everywhere. Welcome to The She Word. Conversations that women rarely have, but really should. My name is Sasha. I am your host for this edition of The She Word, the young women's edition, where we have conversations which are more tailored towards a younger demographic of women. Today's show is young women who want to live abroad, and I'm joined by three brilliant people whose careers all touch upon varying disciplines, but all share one thing in common, the desire to go far. This is a topic which is often coming up in Malta, with statistics even confirming that many youths do not envision settling down in Malta. And during this show, we're going to go to be figuring out exactly what these reasons are, according to our lovely guests. So, I want to start us off with some statistics. The majority of youths in Malta would rather live outside of Malta. That's 77% of millennials and 72% of Gen Z wanting to live abroad, according to an EY Generate Youth survey published in 2022. Now, it's completely understandable for youths to seek out travel and exploration outside of their own country, especially when you live on an island. But such statistics are indeed worrying and a sharp upward trend is being observed year by year. The survey also found that 93% of young people believe the state of Malta's environment is only getting worse. And according to almost three quarters of youth, Malta's biggest challenge is overdevelopment. Shocking? Not quite. So, with these numbers in mind, let's get straight into our show. We've got Sam Vassallo, an artist, poet and writer who has already spent some time living and working abroad. Hello, Sam. Hi, Sasha. Hello. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Martina Borch, a 17-year-old singer who has even participated on a season of X Factor in Malta. Hello, Martina. Hi. <laughs> And of course, Jade Borch, who is actually the SheWords' own makeup artist and the person who wanted this show to happen in the first place. Hello, Jade. Hello, Sasha. <laughs> Ladies, thank you all for joining me today. Now, I would like you to introduce yourselves, perhaps mention any details about you, which I didn't myself. Sam, you want to start us off? Sure. Um, I'm Sam Vassallo. I'm an artist, a writer, a poet, a journalist. I have many hats, like a lot of people in the arts. Um, and I've lived in France, I lived in Lyon, and I've also lived in Berlin, and I still kind of go back and forth to Malta and Berlin. Martina? Hi. Um, I'm mainly a student at the moment. I'm second year in junior college. Um, I'm studying theater and English mostly. Um, 
what else? I'm a singer. Um, I want to continue like a career in musical theater, hopefully. Um, and yeah, I'm planning to go abroad, hopefully next year. Amazing. And where do you plan to go? Hopefully in the UK or Scotland. Amazing. Amazing. And Jade? Hello, <laughs> my name is Jade. Um, I'm a full-time makeup artist. I'm uh, a makeup store's online coordinator. And uh, I'm also working to manage my own brand at the moment. And uh, yes, basically my dream is to study theatrical makeup. So hopefully next year we're going to do that in the UK. <laughs> so we're already noticing that all of you are in somewhere or another related or or your practices touch upon the arts and you all see yourself going outwards from Malta to actually get the opportunities that you want. So I want to start by asking this question to all of you. What's your main reason and what are the main factors influencing your thoughts about leaving Malta? Who wants to go first? Sam? I guess I can go first because I'm already kind of doing it. <laughs> Um, I, um, I like to remind myself of how small and insignificant I am. And I find that leaving Malta is a great, um, way to do that, especially as an artist. You know, we live in an island with half a million people. It's very easy to get caught up in it, get caught up in what your friends are doing, what your family are doing and anything that's just kind of on the island and just on the island because we don't have we don't border any other countries so in the same way that i like to go to a gallery and feel really small there and just see how vast humanity is and and uh, that's kind of the reason that i go away and i go to berlin and live in a city of 2 million people and feel um that i can do anything because nobody knows who i am there i don't have the same um People don't have the same idea as I do here, just being who I am, my family, my friends and whatever. So I think, especially as an artist, it's important to kind of humble yourself often and see what's going on in the world and hopefully be inspired and driven by that and like go the extra mile and even take it back to Malta, you know, and take back what you get there, back to the island. I think that's very important as well, because I, like I mentioned before, it's very normal for youths to actually want to branch out, you know, pick up more like skills and, and, and live in different cultures. But at the end of it all, there kind of needs to be this certain desire to go back to your country and actually take the information that you learned with you, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm Maltese, you know, it's, this will always be my home wherever I live and I'm going to live in different places, but... Um, it's just great to 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 leave often, mm -hmm. you know, but then also come back because mm -hmm. when you leave, it's as cliche and, and obvious as it is. Like you then appreciate what Malta has to offer because you're no longer in in the blinkers in this like camp tent of Malta. Then you're like, oh wow, actually, I get to go across an island in let's say an hour if there's no traffic or wow I it's a really safe country if I need something everyone is super willing to help you know but you need to leave to be able to to, to appreciate that, it think. as well eh? yeah what about you Jade basically the main reason why I want to live abroad is for my career um so basically as I said I want to study theatrical makeup which in Malta we're not really in our best at the moment but uh, so UK we all know there's 
these tons of musicals and theatrical productions, which uh, hopefully I'll be working in one day. But also another main reason why I want to live abroad would probably be because of the future of my kids that I want to have. <laughs> um, I want them to live in a healthy um, country, um, greenery, more, as you said, um, people that want to help each other more. They're mm -hmm. not always frustrated. So basically all this type of stuff. Mm -hmm. But yes, it's as you said, Sam, I think it, it, it would be a very good factor that when you live abroad, you can actually get these back to your country and maybe someone can get inspired from what you've done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what about you, Martina? I guess my main reason is also career, because as in, we all know that doing musical theater or any sort of anything in the arts in Malta, you can't do it as a full time job. And it's as cliche as it sounds as well it's like it's literally my life so like that's the main like reason because I don't want to be like most people in Malta and the arts having to teach because why should I have to teach to support mm -hmm. myself as an artist when all I want to do is make art mm -hmm. so I feel like that's the main reason also environmentally as in when I've been abroad, like you would be five, ten minutes walk from a huge park and yeah. Malta buildings, buildings, <laughs> flats, fresh flats, air. Flats. Exactly. <laughs> so that's also another reason, mainly. And do you feel this, um, Sam, like when you lived abroad, countries abroad are typically known to have better urban spaces for people to find that little bit of greenery yes. in their own neighborhood, you know? Yes, I mean, Berlin is really green. Like, you wouldn't think it's if you haven't been, but it, there's parks everywhere. Um, it's, you always half, like, you, you always say, like, you're half an hour from your destination, no, no matter where you are, because the transport system is amazing. So, like, nobody really owns a car, which is really nice as well, which is something that exactly. cannot happen. <laughs> it's another <yeah>. thing. <laughs> but That's something right. I realize as well when I come back to Malta is I don't look up as much. I don't, I'm not as curious to see what's going on around me. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm way more curious when I'm away and I can just take in something new and look at some greenery or, or look at an interesting building. But here I'm, I'm always, I always realize I'm just looking where I need to go mm -hmm. and I'm not taking a moment, unless I'm looking at the sea, then it's different. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I'm always, I'm not looking up and, and I miss that, yeah. you know, when I'm, when I'm in Malta, I miss that that idea of just kind of looking at something beautiful, mm -hmm. you know. I tend to notice that in myself as well, actually. Like when I'm in Gozo, I'm much more attentive to my surroundings because I spot an old house or like, you know, you typically see old people enjoying enjoying time <laughs> outside. And in Malta, I'm always like, honestly, when I'm in my hometown, I don't look up because yeah. or I'm just going to see more stories coming up. More cranes. In, exactly, in neighborhoods that used to be just you know your quaint Maltese houses and that is just really being taken away from us and I think it's affecting a lot of people in to the extent that they actually want to leave at this point you know because what you surround yourself with really affects your own inner world as well yeah. and it's getting interesting because it's not only for the young generation even for the older generation like my mom for example she's gonna be 40 this month she wants to live abroad. I mean, so it's not only affecting the young generation, it's also affecting the older generation. I think the issue with the older generation, though, is that they're so used to 
yeah. having this sort of environment that like branching out further is like terrifying and they mm-hmm. wouldn't actually go for it. And rightfully so. I mean, if you've established yourself here and you've yeah. had kids and you have no. a family here. So that's easy. It's harder. For, the, yeah. the older you get, Much. the harder it is to, to leave. Because uh-huh. yeah. you, you're starting from normally zero social capital. Yeah, like yeah, you yeah. have. It's true. You know, you're starting from nothing. When I went to Lyon, uh, which was Erasmus, but then I kind of stayed a bit longer, you know. Um, <laughs> I remember so well that moment when my, my mother very kindly came to like help me in my dorm and, uh, you know, helping settle in. But the moment that she got the cab, it's that realization like I know not one person in this city, you know. So having a family or having being used to Malta where like you see your family every Sunday mm-hmm. and you have your friends, whatever. It, it gets more daunting, so. Yeah, in fact, this leads me straight into my next question. So we've started a bit with the negatives, but how do you weigh these against the benefits of staying? Uh, I'm still young, so, I mean, when it's the weekend, I'm really excited to meet our friends, um, my family, and the fact that we're just 10 minutes away, so that it would be different for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that Malta is uh, not to all countries, but it's safe. So uh, I think that would be those two priorities. What about you, Sam? Because I know so many people here, I love how um, entrepreneurial I get to be in the sense of um, if something doesn't exist, I have kind of the social capital like which which I mean like I know the people to make something happen Mm -hmm. so for example um I helped co-found the gallery last year a contemporary art gallery there there's not really a gallery scene in Malta so we get a few friends together you know and we work our ass off on it but you know we did it so that there's a hole and we kind of fill it with what we can Mm -hmm. um I'm really into poetry I I'm, I'm a poet so I wanted to contribute to the scene by making a poetry night. And I can do that because I have a friend who owns a bar, you know, and it's having, knowing people like that really allows you to be creative. But at a certain point, it's like, I want to be somewhere where this stuff already exists and I can, you know, just enjoy join in, and yeah. join in instead of being like, this doesn't exist, but here it is now. And I'm <laughs> doing like 25 jobs, you know, and... Uh, Getting stressed because of... Not uh, sleeping because yeah. of it. And <laughs> <laughs> well, what about you, Martina? I guess for me, it's kind of the same thing because especially like being a singer, like networking here is way, way easier because Definitely. everyone like lives close to each other. It's very easy to meet up and songwrite, for example. But at the same time, it can also be a disadvantage because like you're always working with the same people. Mm-hmm. So like I feel like being abroad, you'd get to work with a lot of like different people. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's a plus. Sam, I'm going to go back to you. So given you've already had a taste of living abroad, mm-hmm. did this strengthen your desire to live abroad? Ooh, um, did it strengthen my desire? Um, yes, yes, actually. I, I wouldn't have the, the desire I have now if I didn't go abroad, I think, because I always wanted to um, leave. I, I, I always... When I was younger, you know, as a child, I was a diva and I wanted, I wanted to be a singer and a dancer and an actress and like be the most famous person <laughs> in the world. And why wasn't I born in the US? But obviously I don't want to do that anymore. But um, <laughs> then having lived abroad, I, I can understand um, why I wanted to leave, I guess. It's this idea of diversity and this... this um, this this idea of uh, endless opportunity because you, I mean, I'm, we're so lucky to be 
part of the EU and being able to travel. Um, and now that I've had a taste and I'm very lucky to kind of go back and forth from Malta to Berlin and sometimes some other countries, um, I'm allowed to have a nice balance of, of wherever I am, you know, because, you know, I can spend a month in Berlin and do um, an art show there and it's great. And then, oh man, it's been great for 30 days, you know, that's kind of, and then come back to Malta and it's it's sunny basically mm. all year round mm. and and I have all my friends, you know, and and, and all of that. So, um, yeah, I think it did, I think it did um, push me to desire it more. And I think that, everybody should live abroad. Like, I think it should be something, man I think Erasmus, that which was my first taste and many mm-hmm. people's first taste, should be mandatory unless you have a good reason like that you can't because it, it's so important to understand like um, yourself in the context of the world, yourself in, in the sense of um, how tiny you are and, and how irrelevant you are in, in, in a sense, in, in a humbling sense. Um, and just to broaden your experience and maybe you you meet that one person who introduces you to something that you'd have never thought of and mm. you know i think it's uh, we're the ge- we're the first generation that can do this you know like yeah. everyone should be doing yeah, this it's interesting that you'd say that cuz my first experience living abroad was actually on erasmus mm-hmm. and you also mentioned the weather which was the main reason why mm-hmm. i couldn't wait to get back home because mm. i yeah. did my erasmus in the mountains the Dolomites in Italy. And how long was the Erasmus? Mm, a bit l- less than six months. And it was okay. from um, September okay. to February. Uh, okay. And I almost lost my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I almost went crazy. I remember at a point, it rained for three weeks straight. I'm not exaggerating. It did not stop raining for three weeks straight. So I think that is definitely one of the factors in Malta, which I am mm-hmm. truly appreciative yep. of, that the weather is just so kind to us, you know, and, and, but That's yeah. another reason why I can't spend the whole time in Berlin winter, because it's like, there's like a dome of gray that doesn't leave yeah. for months yeah. and every, and you can see it in the people as well. Everyone's kind of like. And then yeah. suddenly it, in it, April. It affects us. Yeah. Sun comes out. I could so. argue against though, because I, yeah, please do. No, because I feel very hot all the time. <laughs> so like the fact that I'm still wearing like short sleeves in December. Like, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. That's that's just the Mediterranean island kind yeah. of symptom, you know. So I would be, I would be excited, I think, because it's something new. Like I've never seen snow. It was snow, my first time seeing was, snow oh, as well. Like snow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you've you've both mentioned your careers, and I I was going to ask like whether you you would want to live abroad mostly for your career, or is it more about the quality of life? Like we've already lightly touched upon the issues that this island is facing. You know, our transport is not efficient. Um, there's a lot of development. It's going through intense urbanization. So if you had to kind of what would you give priority to the most? And I'm just putting this question down in the middle of the table so anyone can pick it up. I think it's both for me. Mm. I mean, when it comes to the environment, I mean, as you said, traffic here, it's unbelievable. I mean, a week ago I had a client. She went from uh, Gzira to Birkirkara three hours and a half, which in three hours and a half you can go to London. (laughs) 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 I mean... (laughs) So for me, that's a bit too much. 
But yes, the environment, I mean, the fact that where I live, in just a corner, there's three cranes. I mean, we don't have the greenery. Yes, we do have the sea. Mm-hmm. So that I love, but we don't have the greenery. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that I notice when I go abroad, me and my boyfriend are like, what a fresh air. And mm-hmm. every country has a different scent of air. Like, and it's it's just amazing. And um, maybe because I got used to Malta, I don't know. But in Malta, I feel like I'm running in a circle. Yeah. So it's always the same thing. Even when we're hanging out with friends, cinema, mm. eating, it's always the same things, you know? So uh, I actually get into arguments with my friends or family, whatever, and where we don't have any place to go mm-hmm. that we haven't gone to yet. Especially in winter, to be fair. Yes. And then in summer, you know, it's the beach and... Yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> I'd say both as well. I mean, career-wise, as working in the arts, like, you have a better bet being um, in summer. Like, it doesn't have to be Berlin, but, you know, but somewhere then, more mainland Europe. If I had to kind of play the devil's advocate for a mm-hmm. bit... So you've mentioned like that in Malta it's kind of easy to collaborate because of contacts. It's easier to find like-minded people. So would you imagine that it would be kind of more challenging to meet artists or to even kind of get the opportunity to be part of an exhibition, for example? Because you you need to go to a new place and you need to build yourself from scratch, you know? Like in Malta, speaking about myself, like people... Like, I'm someone here, you know, because mm-hmm. I have friends, I have family, people know who I am from what I, I've been doing in my job. But then if I go abroad, you've got the fresh kind of identity. Mm-hmm. Does that kind of scare you? Or is it more kind of like exciting? Like you get a kind of a fresh start to be a new human. Exciting for me. Uh, for me, it like drives me to be better because here, if once you have a name, it's like, uh, okay, I have a name. I can kind of take it easy now. But like yeah. being abroad and like starting from from scratch, it's like you you can put yourself out there more it's not like you're doing the same things you're not just mm-hmm. for example as a singer you're not just doing weddings and bars you're like there's so much more opportunities so like it makes you work harder mm-hmm. but opinion. having having said that there's more opportunities but there's more people yes exactly. and there's more competition with more, more competition yeah, meaning yeah. you have to like step up exactly it's not like oh you know when but it's exciting. Made it. Exactly. it is exciting it is if you can if you let it be exciting mm-hmm. because it can also be very daunting and yeah, you have to work hard like I've, I've met artists um who are much younger than me who mm-hmm. who are just like blow me out of the water you know abroad and here as well yes but but then you that that's up to you then because you can be in a place of the mm-hmm. land of opportunity in your favorite city london and paris or wherever it may be but then like it you might have to work even 10 times as hard yeah. because mm-hmm. And I think you have to be 10 times more resilient because you'll yeah. get a lot more no's, <laughs> yeah. a lot more no's for sure. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I think it, it makes it worth it. Like if mm-hmm. you're doing what you actually love. So so Jade, reflecting on your own experiences within the Maltese beauty industry, which is the only one you've experienced so far, correct? Yes. So what common challenges or limitations do you think are prompting young professionals to consider relocating? When it comes to the beauty industry, I mean, I've been uh, working in beauty for five years now. So I've been saying that I want to live abroad since I was about 13 years old. And I've been working in makeup, like doing video, watching videos in my room. But when I came to start working with people, 
Um, the thing that I think I hate the most in Malta is the fact that makeup artists, hairdressers, etc., and I, I don't think we're the only ones, they tend to collab or sponsor. So we don't get paid here. Um, uh, so to get paid, it's like you have to get into like a small argument or you, you feel shy to ask someone to, to pay you, you know? Mm. Um, uh, so this year I've worked with lots of collaborations and sponsors and this month I decided that that's it. I mean, and the, the day I'm using products, it's time, it's energy. So I think abroad it would be different for sure because um, I have my contacts abroad. I do keep in contact. But I think in Malta, yes, it is a bit difficult. But at the same time, it's good because you have your contacts here and it's quite easy. Mm-hmm. But me, as Jay... Comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. The, it, you're, yeah. Com- you're comfortable. Yeah. But as Jay, they want to work hard so I can guess what I deserve. The mentality itself kind of mm-hmm. doesn't really support artists in that sense, no. right? I mean, I don't know if you guys have experienced it as well, but... Unpaid work as an artist? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) As as much as you want. (laughs) What other... So you've already kind of touched upon that you don't feel that you have enough opportunities in Malta. If If you could have the opportunities that you would want to have, what would they be? I guess finding a way to, like, at least when it comes to theater or music, like make it a more part of the culture to like I don't even know how to explain it as in yeah I guess make make music and theater more part of the culture and make something that people will want to watch because mm-hmm. that's the only way that like you'll be able to make it your full-time job because at the end of the day if people don't go watch theater they don't go watch people perform like you're not gonna you're not gonna make any money of it either way and that's I think also why a lot of people like do free like concerts and mm-hmm, gigs, whatever, mm-hmm. because when when people see something that's free, they're like, oh, OK, Mel, I'll go for sure. So. Yeah. No but this is the thing. Pay. I wanted to be my full time, not exactly. my part time. So, yeah, here it's a bit difficult for sure. Sam, I have a more kind of technical question for you. Ooh. So in your view, how do you think the cultural and political climate in Malta contribute to this desire of young people wanting to seek opportunities elsewhere um massively i think politically culturally it's it's this is the driving force of young people wanting to um to go away i mean i feel like we have um a generation like our generation that feels completely alienated from the political class feels alienated from the church which used to hold have a big reign on on um on our daily lives um and also climate which is a big uh, issue for us uh, is just not on the agenda in the way that we want to it's all politics so of course um there's a, a real feel of of defeat i feel and um and longing to be somewhere where let's say protests are are, are taken a bit more seriously you know um, i mean you go to a, a political protest today and and it's sad like when i go and report one it's the average age is is 60 and not not to say that it's it's great that people go out but i i don't see young people and i don't blame them as well because i don't want to be associated with either party so um yeah there's this this wide sense of alienation and then culturally 
you know, as you said, it's a small country. There's only a limited amount of things you can do. Um, at, at some point, it just gets monotonous. And if you're working in the cultural sector as well, it's kind of like, okay, you get to this point, but then it's like, nobody wants to pay you for all your, of your work. And uh, I don't want this to be a hobby. So I need to look somewhere else to get that done. So, and we we have the internet. We can see what what's going on. Mm-hmm. Maybe sometimes with rosy lenses, we have to understand that like every country has its problems. But um, I think we're we're basically driving out a a generation I feel every single person I I speak to who's who's around our age in their 20s or or younger or in their 30s it just has some kind of plan to go away Mm -hmm. at some point Mm -hmm. and it's super sad but I don't blame them I'm I'm part of them so yeah it's sad but at the same time I like I think this was about last year I saw a post on Instagram on a student platform And they did a survey that uh, the young generation want to live abroad. And the comments, ah, oh, finally someone said it, me too. Like, I'm not alone. Like okay, These were the statistics I, I I quoted in the beginning because when they had come out, they were so like, many, many people were downplaying them. Like, everyone wants to live abroad when they're young, but we need to actually look at the issues we have mm-hmm. here and see how we're going to start tackling them. Mm-hmm. Because that's just going to lead to brain drain and you end up with a country with it, it has none of its young <laughs> natives actually wanting to stay there. Like, that is not a good thing. Martina, in the context of your singing career... What opportunities or limitations do you, t- you face in Malta that, f- that influence your decision about staying or leaving? Maybe building up on what we've already mentioned. I mean, here, um, most of the opportunities like that I've gotten um, have mostly been like bars, restaurants, hotels, as in, but like as a singer who wants to spend the rest of their lives gigging in bars, hotels, like... You you want to spend your life actually performing to an audience who actually gives a shit what you're doing, not like at a restaurant where most people are just there eating and probably sometimes I've gotten the lower your volume. <laughs> so like, <laughs> like they don't really care about what you're doing. You're just there, maybe getting paid as much as you deserve, maybe. <laughs> um and just it's 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 not really what I want to do and I, d- I don't see myself like being like most singers here, just doing the same thing. The same thing. Mm-hmm. Can, I, can I ask you a question on that? Um, do you do you think that because I know that there's many singers who who are doing that and and maybe having to do the restaurant and bar thing to fund their auditions to to musicals yeah. and stuff? You know, I think it's it's quite. A similar situation maybe they get paid more i think no, they're more I respected see, there yeah what i see that's different though is that when you're working at a bar or a restaurant or hotel whatever to fund your auditions you're like essentially working to get where you actually want to get not uh-huh. like you're just doing bars and whatever it's not just that you know it's like you're working Using for an ulterior mo- uh, like an ulterior goal mm-hmm. okay there's more to it and i think when it comes To, be- to the beauty industry mm-hmm. and theatrical makeup in Malta, um, uh, even my clients, natural look, mm-hmm. just a bit of green line. And I'm like, 
I have so many colorful palettes at home. <laughs> like, what am I going to use you want them? To actually Except make, for Carnival. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, in the UK, there's, as we said, lots of productions like The Lion King. I went to see The Lion King this year. I started to cry in the first five minutes because it was so beautiful, full of color and all these different wigs, masks. That's like that's what I want to do, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not in our culture. Mm-hmm. Yes, everyone's everyone wants the norm, mm-hmm. like exactly. the easy way out, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, that's what get me excited for sure. Yeah. In fact, I have another question for you along these lines. Like, how do you think the island's approach to creative industries and lifestyle choices are influencing, like, even your own decision? Because you mentioned... People don't even have an interest to explore. It's getting better. It is getting better. Um, uh, For example, this year I'm doing my first panto um, uh, for Christmas time. And when they told us like these big lashes, full red blusher, red lipstick. And I just wanted to create so many different looks for different characters. Like... That's just very exciting for me. And I have so many products <laughs> that I haven't used. Or maybe I just use in front of my mirror at home. Um, but yes, like on Netflix, there's, there's this program called Glow Up. I love uh, watching it. <laughs> it's so creative and so beautiful. I think all the makeup artists, uh, makeup artists here have seen it for sure. Um but you see the different opportunities they get um, on social media platforms with big brands, with uh, um, uh, the audience, mentors. And I think we don't really have that here. Mm-hmm. Or, for example, the mentors, they're all tackling the same type of things, you know. For example, I did a course at MCAST and then I did two private courses with two different mentors. And they all tackle the same type of things. Mm. So when it comes to studying for the beauty industry, there is no one else to go right Mm. now. So as a makeup artist, I just have to go part-time for where I'm going. I have to sit in my room for six hours and let myself create a look that we probably haven't seen here before in Malta, you know, Mm. or something similar. So, yeah, that would be very different. So on an educational level, that's a very good point to mention. Would you imagine yourself, for example, personally, I've always said once the time comes for me to do my master's, I won't do it in Malta. Mm. I would yeah. do it abroad. Um, and that's for a number of reasons, even simply to, to get the experience of living abroad again. But in terms of educational opportunities, is this a factor also for you? Yes, definitely. I mean, the the performing arts course at the university at the university of malta to my knowledge is very theory theory based mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so like ab- abroad the schools i'm looking into getting into maybe like in, in the future it's from 8 a.m till 6 p.m non-stop singing dancing acting it's very 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 practical and that's my type of thing but like i don't want to sit in a lecture room like doing theory or history of the theater when I actually want to be mm-hmm. performing. Just so. taking notes, basically. Yeah. <laughs> you want to practice exactly, what you want yeah. to do, you know? Okay, so now let's put all our careers on the shelf for a second. The challenges that this island is facing. So cost of living. Malta was typically known as kind of being a relatively cheap island. And I think compared 
to much bigger places, for example, like Berlin, it is still quite cheap. I mean, there it's completely. Yes. But like, for example, renting, like in Berlin, it's impossible to buy your own place. It's becoming impossible here, but there it's completely normalized that you rent your place. You're not going to buy one. So let's focus on that for for a second. Cost of living, high rent prices, when kind of compared to abroad, are these kind of factors that, that, you know, slow you down a bit or maybe say, hmm, is it maybe cheaper in Malta? But as you said, Berlin is actually cheaper, like the food. Rent rent is more expensive or, or around because I, I don't know, I don't rent in Malta, but everything else is cheaper. Everything else is cheaper. Yeah. Food, rest, going to a restaurant, let's say, um, even in terms of activities, so, so much cheaper. And it's a capital city and... Mm-hmm. It depends where you go. It's in the center, outskirts. It depends really where you go. But yes, I think renting in Malta is becoming a bit unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, renting is kind of doable, but I think a massive issue that our generation is facing is unless you come from quite a well-off family which has already secured an apartment for you, mm-hmm. it's practically impossible to actually buy your own place even after you've gone to university you've gotten your degree you have a job like the wages aren't actually supporting that but this is the thing the wages are still the same yes exactly (laughs) exactly exactly so what are your thoughts on this honestly for the quality of life that you get here i don't i don't think it's worth it i don't want to spend a quarter of a million on a shabby place just to get on the property ladder when i could just I mean, yeah, renting is kind of throwing money, but it's kind of also gives you the opportunity to just get up when you want to and do something else. And quite frankly, at this point of my life, I'm not ready to settle down. It's not something mm-hmm. that I want. So, yeah, like at the same time, like spending rent money uh, in Berlin, for example, or in Lyon, where I lived, then the quality of life that you get being in the city is like fantastic. You yeah. know, it's a massive difference, right? Massive difference. Massive difference. Even just to be able to sit in a park for free, have a mm-hmm. beer with your friends, you know, like something super cheap is just, you can't do that here, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. You can't. Once I remember, I, I my boyfriend, it's, it's a Sunday, and I told him, I want to go somewhere quiet. And we went to the Ali, and there was this big sports event with huge speakers. I'm like, no, <laughs> forget it. Let's go to Busquet Gardens. Picnic areas all full, even not up here. And I was like, let's just go home. And then I remember, I forgot where I, I was. I think it, it was in the UK. There was this garden, and as you said, for free. I mean, you can sit wherever you'd like, eat whatever you like, anything. And I remember I slept in the first five minutes we were there. Because it was so peaceful that I just slept. And it was so quiet. I really loved it. And the fresh grass. Mm. <laughs> Your feet on the fresh grass. <laughs> no way. And for anyone listening to us abroad already, it's like, what are these girls talking about? Like, is it actually <laughs> that difficult to find a patch of grass? They just want grass. <laughs> <laughs> jealous. Grass will solve all our problems. So all of these reasons that we've been mentioning, how would you say, like, do they reflect broader societal issues? And how would you kind of characterize them? I mean, we're complaining about the things that everyone's complaining about, you know, like we want open space. 
we want um, a political system that represents us. We want a good quality of life where we're not ingesting fumes all the time and we can have a tree or two, maybe. <laughs> and they rot. don't cut it down. <laughs> <laughs> and not think that they're going to cut it down the next day. Um, so, yeah, this, and, but we have the opportunity because we're young and, we can, and we're still mobile that we can leave. And we are leaving. And unless something changes right now then it's going to continue you know and we're going to have an a population that's already aging that's going to be in crisis mm -hmm. because then what happens to Malta's identity you know if we all leave it's me that's it's like we're doing nothing mm -hmm. like there's a, a there's a large population that want to live abroad mm -hmm. and we're doing nothing but what about flipping it kind of and what about us kind of being the movement to make Malta a place where we want to live in because I don't think the solution is totally just to leave because otherwise this island is just going to end up at a, a desert like with Dubai like towers everywhere you know yeah. so do you at all at any time kind of feel responsible towards your own home country to actually say yeah probably it's easy for me to leave right now but can I actually do something to make this place a better a better place to live in, basically. Extra for me, I really give up when I see like people my age fully, they don't care about the environment, they don't mm. care about this and that. And like they're not even trying to do their part. So like it really disheartens me to like even try because mm -hmm. why even even try if like nobody else is gonna care? Because I feel like there are two groups like two types of youths either like those who want to leave those who want to leave but don't have the means to so they just kind of I'm make here. it work yeah. make it work and those who don't care at all and they're just swayed in the direction that like mm -hmm. society goes so I think that we all have a civic duty even though I'm, yes, I want yes, to leave sure. and, and whatever like we all as citizens have responsibility for to sure. our country whether our we feel like our parents generation fucked it up a bit <laughs> but I, I believe that you can have a balance like mm -hmm. um you know you're an activist you know what it's like the uh, activism is the art of being watched doing something and, and hopefully inspiring change politically or, or getting people on your side I do believe that we can all do something in our everyday life and in fact we have a duty to but then also that doesn't mean that you have to sacrifice entirely what you want in your life exactly. and and still take those opportunities and I think that's the benefit of like leaving and then eventually coming or visiting often you know because that that could even be beneficial because you can take the good practices abroad and implement them here like hey this works there like let's see if we can do it there mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. I think for all of this I wanted to point it out it affected a lot of my mental health mm. That is actually a point which we haven't <laughs> mentioned yet, and I think it deserves a massive mention. Yeah, it affected my mental health for sure. I mean, let's face it, when we're on vacation, it's a different type of enjoyment. I mean, you're on a vacation, you have lots of stuff to do, you prepare the list at home, but living abroad is something different. It's something different. Um, and when it comes to mental health, I think that we're so populated and uh, you know everyone, and you're here. If an accident happened two minutes ago, you're going to hear it about maybe in about five minutes. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows everything. 
So the fact, and then unfortunately Malta, I think we hear lots of the negative stuff rather than the positive. Yeah. There are so many There's too much so negativity high. lately. And it, for me, it's, it's draining. And the fact that it, this is coming from a 19-year-old, mm-hmm. I mean, it's quite sad. Mm-hmm. I mean, personally, Malta drove me crazy to the point of actually moving to Godo for myself because I can't live in Malta anymore but I have I I still don't envision myself actually living anywhere else I still want to speak my language I still want to hike in the anyone who knows me knows I really love hiking and there are so many places to hike in Malta that no one knows about so yeah, this is a massive, massive issue. I mean, our our mental health is really suffering. I mean, you wake up in the morning and all you hear is construction. Like, when I stay at my parents' house in Mosta, which is my hometown, and also the house that I grew up in, this morning I actually counted the amount of construction noises originating from three different construction sites, and I'm hearing them all from my bedroom. <laughs> Or your downstairs Good neighbor morning. with full sound and that's always the same story. Like so, you, you can't have a, you can't have like some peace of quiet over here. Yeah, and I think it also in some ways it boils down to respect. You know, like are we respecting each other enough? Because even simply like driving in Malta's roads, like the road rage that you experience, yeah. <laughs> boats that's another towards thing. you and boats like you putting it out there, you know. That's another thing, I have I haven't gotten my driver's license because of that. I'm scared to drive because everyone is so frustrated at each other. I don't blame you. <laughs> so that's been pushing. And transportation when it comes to live abroad, I don't think I would even get interested to buy a car, I think. Because no, the tra- transportation is so good. Like if the metro says in two minutes, in two minutes, it will be yeah. there. Exactly. Not you wait for an hour and a half <laughs> on a bus. So. Where's the, the bus? <laughs> and you've done both. You have driven a car here and you have actually... I've driven a car, then I sold my car and now I'm like in this... And and it's weird because people look at me weird as well. It's like, you don't have a car? It's like, yeah, I don't have a car. Like I... It's it's normal anywhere else, but here it's kind of like... And it's fair enough because, you know, getting from Slima to the studio here, you know, is a different story as opposed to Mm -hmm. if I had a car. But yeah, everyone's stressed. I mean, I I think a study just came out about Malta being the fifth... I think the fifth most stressed mm-hmm. country yes, in the EU, you know, like a half or like 51 percent mm-hmm. and yeah I mean well, it's definitely so... reflected here I mean without a doubt Super. you feel it you feel it I was scared of seeing that post like I read yeah. the whole description it's like it's sad yeah, yeah, it's super sad. Well, obviously, like people are stressed, as in, like at least for me, from eight a.m. till five p.m. at junior college, you're always hearing construction. Getting from Mosta to Imsiza, which is a thirty-minute drive with traffic, mm-hmm. it takes it. Like if I have an eight a.m. lecture, I have to leave my house at like six or six fifteen, which is ridiculous. which is crazy. Like ridiculous. So we've already mentioned this a bit, so but I will ask it again, just in case. Um, you want to compare it kind of a bit more but the factors of cost of living environmental concerns and quality of life how do they compare to what young people might expect to find abroad like 
we don't want to constantly be shitting on our own country, you know? It does yes. have those good things. Yes, yes. And mm-hmm. you mentioned the rose-tinted glasses before. We do mm-hmm. tend to kind of yeah. romanticize something and we think it's going to be perfect. Yeah. But then there will be other factors to actually weigh in. Um, um, so, for example, if you're living in a in a busy city, you will still kind of experience like lower quality i imagine even though they kind of combat it with the higher percentage of green spaces and we've also mentioned the the cost of living and the quality of life but on a whole like do you think that it would be better anywhere else than it is here i mean malta does have its perks i mean business healthcare is quote-unquote free Mm, uh there's university it's free Mm -hmm. schools are free so there, there's that but as in personally i'd rather and because i have the means to not just because some people don't even have the means because i have the means to i'd rather venture further that's my opinion i guess mm-hmm. <laughs> i think when it comes to the beauty industry i mean as i said you have a course at MCAST and you're done and then you have to get to pay for private courses um, I'm going to London next year and I want to get this six-week course which is about 5k something like that which is let's face it for a 19 year old it's quite a huge amount mm-hmm. but I prefer to pay 5k and get the education that I deserve mm-hmm. and the practice that I deserve the materials that I deserve I don't I don't want to go to a course and I don't want to buy all the materials and schedule the planning. Like, that has to be part of the educational um, uh, school process. Mm-hmm. So I'm really looking forward to that. because um, And I don't want to do the course and live there. I want to get the knowledge back here to Malta. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm, I inspire a friend or two. But... <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> In its own way. What was the thing, Sam, that made you want to come back here? I know that you you also spent some time actually working in Berlin, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've actually experienced working in a media house which was based in Berlin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I just want to uh, say something about this cost of living thing because, yeah, it is a big factor. Like this, the cost of living crisis is like is everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's and it's Definitely. not going away. It seems you know there's a few cities that are tackling it, like Vienna or something. But Berlin is one of them that is really not dealing with it well. Um, yes, I worked in Berlin. That's the reason that I moved. Um, uh, I worked for a media house, and actually I um, then left the media house for um, the major disagreements with basically the 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 way in which the media house was going, and for my ethics and morals I had to leave so and I and I left very quickly actually so in, in within two months of me being there in this cool job in in the financial district in this skyscraper you know doing really cool work for international news I had to leave and then I kind of did the the hard thing of like um, working kind of hospitality jobs and and uh, doing this and that and um, actually at the point I was super burnt out because um, the uh, kind of it's hard to to settle into somewhere like Berlin for example because the bureaucracy then 
because we think about Berlin as like clubs and this and that. Mm -hmm. The bureaucracy <laughs> was so fierce and so much paperwork and so many things that you have to bypass. And if you don't speak German, it's another thing, you know, that, that at the point I just wanted to, I needed to come back and, and mm -hmm. just be chill home. a bit, be home, feel, feel a bit good and then kind of go back. But uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, you mentioned the paperwork. For example, I think both of you mentioned wanting to live in UK, in the UK. Mm -hmm. And with like it's Brexit. Great. No, that's it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's it's, crazy. It's much more challenging than we actually think it is, I think, while yeah. sitting around this table, you know? Yes, yes. It is for sure. With, it is. And there's a lot of costs that go into it, like visas. Mm -hmm. And it, it's, it, it's crazy because since it's so close, like I've been looking into the process and It, it takes a while, as in, there's funding for the school, there's, as I said, the visa, there's the finding an actual place, which is kind of affordable, which most students in the UK have to live with other people, and mm -hmm. generally you don't know those other people, so mm. there's also that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so... I think we're slowly, slowly starting to approach the end of the show, and I have two questions for all of you. So... Of course, making the decision to leave your home is never an easy one. So what advice would you have for women out there wanting to make this decision for themselves? I think the first point is finding someone that supports you. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I have part of my family that 100% support me. They're willing to help me. But I have another 50% that are like, no, don't go abroad, there is nothing to do there, there is Malta, you're safe. But, like, if you want to do it, try it out. Do your research, as we said, with Brexit, yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm still 19, I still need to do my research, because, as we said, it's not easy as it sounds, especially if you're planning to have a family, a full-time career there. But I think the first thing is find someone who supports you to doing so. Mm -hmm. Very important. My advice is do it. Like, do it. You, if you have an inkling for whatever the reason is, go. Like, you have this opportunity. Flights are not exorbitant. Like, and you have... The world is your oyster. Try it out. Fail. Mm -hmm. Have a plan B. Have mm -hmm. a plan C. Malta is not going anywhere. Take risks, you know. Because I always feel like every time I've taken a risk and, and jumped, there was always some kind of net mm -hmm. there. Of whatever it was, any any risk I ever took. So do it. This is your sign. Yes. And try new things. Yeah. I mean, Ryanair has cheap deals. <laughs> <laughs> It's Christmas sale now. <laughs> so no, you'll find something I mean, for sure. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you want to travel alone for a weekend, try it. Yeah. Experience it. So don't be scared to try new things, I think. And finding someone that supports you and want to travel with you, I think, for the first, you know, five trips. And I think before living abroad, don't just pick a country and you're going there. No, you need to travel to lots of places to see which one is suitable for you. So I've been working on that. <laughs> yeah, building your inventory of, of, yes. of places you've like been. My list on my notes exactly. from uh, the countries. <laughs> and I'm picking them. <laughs> What about you, Martina? I guess it's mostly a mix of what both of you said because at the end of the day you'll always have your home country to come back to mm -hmm. um, and there's always gonna you're always gonna find support here so again that's a plus so I think it's just do it try it like 
you never know what's going to happen. You never know what's going to come out of it. Mm -hmm. So, and you'll be stronger at the end of the day. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Now, above all, what is your message for authorities to tackle Malta's issues? Hear us out. (laughs) Please. (laughs) Full stop. (laughs) Because that's the thing. We've been saying this for quite some time now. I mean, this year, especially, I've been having the same conversation with different kinds of generations. As I said, it's not just the young generation. Mm -hmm. It's also the older generation that is just fed up for certain things. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I think for the third, you just... Hear us out and let's work on it. Mm-hmm. Amen. Sam? Yeah, I agree. Listen, like really listen. Stop working on a crisis management uh, way of doing things. Don't wait until everybody leaves, until all the young people or the majority of them leave. Deal with it right now. Understand that you serve us and not the other way around. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, give us a seat at the table. And that doesn't mean making 16-year-olds mayors. It means listening when the people have, when the people say something, mm-hmm. you listen. Martina. And do. Yeah. Um, I, get it, I guess it would also be like, give more opportunities so that people don't leave, like kind of on the same lines again, but <laughs> like people wouldn't be leaving if it wasn't like always doing the same thing, always the same routine. Like there's a limit to how much you can do the same thing, you know, eventually, especially people my age, they get bored. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know it's not easy. No, right? obviously. And I think for maybe you and me, when I was 17, 18, when I wanted to go out, there was COVID. That was a whole other story. Yeah. But now we're past it. So we want to try new things. So give us new things to try, you know? Mm-hmm. So don't fuck us over. Like, <laughs> we're not stupid. <laughs> it has to be there. <laughs> well, ladies, I would like to thank you all for joining me here today. And I hope that our conversation goes far and, you know, actually um, does some good. Um, yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. I really enjoyed this. This was it. nice. <laughs> Thank you. Yes.